0: Log Talk Radio
1: Come on, catch a foot like this and snap your finger, come on Welcome to The Urban Wire. This is another edition of The Urban Wire, episode 91. We are The Urban Wire, brought to you by the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers, where we shine the light on issues impacting the urban community. My name is Seneca Harris, and we will be having our other members of our panel coming in shortly tonight. We have a jam-packed show this evening for you. I know it's been a couple weeks since we've been on air um just been a lot of things going on um just taking care of a lot of a, pers- a lot of personal things um just getting you know getting some rest and uh, just want to come back tonight with a jam packed show we have a lot of good information for you a lot of good important dialogue for you guys tonight the topic for tonight is as you guys can see is um freedom of expression we're going to talk about freedom of expression tonight especially with all controversy um, surrounding our brother
0: uh,
1: Colin Kaepernick in the 49ers and how a lot of other people have been jumping on this uh, bandwagon of freedom of expression and how they've been joining our brother in this this fight against oppression and a lot of the things that are going on. We also are going to talk about uh, the whole Terrence Crutcher situation and um, Cheryl Underwood's response on The View. That was very hard. Heart, you know, breaking just to hear about this brother getting shot down by the police in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and as and, and so you all know, Tulsa, Oklahoma has a uh, history, uh, which it is, it, you know, down is is a southern um, city, and it has a history in a lot of racist um, things like that. That was the the location of Black Wall Street, and as you guys know, anybody that follows history. Black Wall Street was a very prosperous Black community, business community, very, very prosperous historically, and it was burnt down. So there's a lot of history in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and this is where this brother was shot and killed. So we're going to get on that. We're going to talk about um, Cheryl Underwood's response. Also, we're going to talk about uh, Bishop Eddie Long. We're going to give you the update on that. And we're going to talk about the... um, the discussion of drug addiction tonight. I don't know if you guys have been following social media where the 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 um, young boy was found in the car. He was four years old, found in the car with both of his parents, overdosed on heroin. So we're going to talk about that tonight. Also, ooh, man, we got a lot going on. Oh, yeah, we're going to discuss Empire season three. The season premiere was last night, so we're going to get into that. And also, we're just going to talk about a little bit bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, We do have a couple of other people coming in the chat room in a minute. We'll have Michael Snyder. He's dealing with a family emergency, so he may or may not be on this evening. So, um, we're just going to keep it locked. We're going to see who comes in. I know I talked to JR last week. He was supposed to come on tonight. We're going to um, get his on the issue of drug addiction, because it's really something that uh, he's dealt with in the past. And he's going to give you guys a word of encouragement and how pretty much how it impacted his life and how he made a difference, um, you know, overcoming that addiction. So if you guys want to give give us a call tonight, you got something to say or you got a comment or you got something to add to the discussion. Feel free to hit us up at 646-915-8200. You can hit us up once again, 646-915-8200. Follow us on Facebook. We do have two pages on Facebook. We have our um, group page, and we also have our actual, our official page on Facebook. Just look us up under the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers or UCOFW. Um, we have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash U-C-O-F-W. That's where we have a lot of our excerpts of the show. So get on there, check us out. Um, uh, not only, you know, can you hear excerpts from this show, but other shows on our podcast network. I think we posted up a couple weeks ago some clips from our um, sister show, um, Reality Check 317, host you know hosted by C. Johnson. Well, we talk about some real-life issues. Well, y'all need to get on there. Y'all need to get tuned in. Y'all need to get get on there and check us out. We're talking, we talking about relationships. We're talking about men living on the down low. We're talking about is your man cheating. We're talking about some good stuff. we we giving y'all that piping hot tea. Y'all need to get on there. Y'all need to tune in and subscribe to the channel because we're going to have a lot more stuff coming up. So I gotta get with Miss C and we're gonna get some um other stuff popping off. So yeah, coming up next, we're gonna have my brother um DJ Reckless, Indianapolis owned. Local DJ, very talented. Um brother, he's gonna um, he's 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 put out another mix. Um uh, it's it's um an old school nineties mix. We're gonna we're gonna hit that mix up coming up here in a few minutes for you. For those of you that live in Indianapolis, his name is Brandon Riddle, but he goes by DJ Reckless. You guys can hit him up on Facebook. He does, you know, he DJs for parties, weddings, everything. So he's very well known here in Naptown. So we're going to hit you up with the DJ Reckless mix, too. we, we, We featured his mix a couple weeks ago on the show, so we got a good response on that. So we got this brother coming back he's on he got we got them coming back on them ones and twos so we got that coming up and just keep it locked so uh when we get back hopefully we can we can start into this discussion i'm still waiting for a few people to call in and um feel free to jump in you can listen to this show on demand just go on blogtalkradio.com you can download the episodes for free so just just getting involved getting engaged this, this show is for you the community so we will be back shortly We're going to hit you up with this mix, and then we're going to jump right into the discussion.
0: You're locked in to the number one DJ in the game. that you know what it's called. a while, I'm in the hall contemplate, not in my own damn house, who would have thought she was sleeping with another man, the down happening to me all over again, and then I turned the TV down, TV down, I heard a squeaky sound, something going He gave to me, I see. everything clear, but now the night is blackest, blackest it's ever been. Without my girl, I'm lose it, And I pray that He just shed His grace on me. I need just to Feels be like back I'm with my way, baby. I Feels like I'm opening oh. through my life. to be, she'll come back and she'll forgive me, and the best thing I can do, is to just let her, let her go, I know, I don't wanna do it, but if I continue to push, she'll just pull away, and I know that in my heart, it's a reality, I didn't treat her like she wanted to be treated, and I hope that she's not alone. Yes, will Love be the best I can See I've been there Running around After all that this is what I found Everyone of y'all Are just like me It's too bad that you Can't see that you got
2: All right, welcome to the show. That is
1: Indianapolis's own DJ Reckless. Like I said, you can hit him up on Facebook. He's under Brandon Riddle. Um he does parties, he does DJs, he you know, he DJs around the city, so y'all definitely need to get at him. That is his mix. You can find the the entire mix on SoundCloud. Just look up DJ Reckless D J R E C K L E S S. That particular mix was emotion. So y'all definitely need to get on there, download that, download that mix. And hopefully we're going to have a lot more mix in the up mixes in the upcoming weeks. So definitely keep it locked. Um we are back to the show. Um we have one of our um panelists online. We're gonna go to the line. I think this is let me see who this is. Um okay. Area code 317 I don't know if this is C's number. Is this C?
3: No, it's me, cousin.
1: Oh, what's going on, cuz? My cousin Aisha, she is in the house tonight.
3: Um, I, I am glad to... I have missed y'all. I have been going to oh. events on Thursday night. So
1: I got a lot of tea for the last two Thursdays that I've missed. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I, and I know I, know I was going to get at you because I was talking to a couple of people. I know you went to that R. Kelly concert that came here. Yes. A couple of weeks ago. And baby, let me tell you, I, I've been, honey, I've been getting the tea from everybody. They said this fool came to Indianapolis. They said, he 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 just needs to get somewhere and sit down and retire. That that fool is fifty years old and still pulling all these shenanigans. Still pulling the shenanigans.
3: But here's the thing though. I actually people were saying they were like, Oh my God, he's late. And I'm like, that's like almost the nature of every artist that comes here to yeah. this city. No artist respects this <sighs> city enough to show up on time. That's just not gonna happen. So, like, I really wasn't bothered by the fact that it was it was he was late he was like forty five minutes late getting to the stage, but to yeah. me, he came hard and strong when he hit the stage. You know what I'm saying it yeah, mm-hmm. he did a lot of he did a lot of snippets, but when he did like like at least three quarters of a song, like he gave it to you a hundred percent. And I don't care what nobody say. They can say he 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 old and he retired. But baby, them thoughts was leaning and tilting in them little six inch stilettos. They was trying to walk in all night long. When I say it was a lot of coochie coals that night, it was a lot of coochie coals that night.
1: Because <laughs> well, them see, girls you came. Yeah, he came and they said he came up there, turned up too. They said, yeah, he he came up there. He said, I'm he said, uh, uh-uh, we got to stop the music right here and right there, cause we, yeah, we got to get this, we got to get this thing right before I even, you know, get started. He said, he said, mm-hmm. I, some explicitness I can't use on the show, or well, I can, but you know, I ain't gonna get into it. But yeah, they said he 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 gave them one, he gave the he gave the girls one good old show that night.
3: And they yeah, were yeah, screaming girl. and hollering and throwing and cans on. I said, these girls came to be chosen tonight.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure somebody got chosen, if, if the truth
3: be I'm told. I'm what to say, you, you, look, I posted my little outfit on Facebook. I had on some Levi's and a cute shirt. There I said, i all to be chosen to go to the hotel, motel, or Holiday Inn. No, oh. sir.
1: Honey, but yeah, that yeah, I I seen I, I said I said I already knew what time it was. I seen post after post. I said, oh shoot! I said, man, I had to get the tea. I said, I know you was gonna give it to me. Uh, I said you gonna give the hot that hot piping hot tea when you came back.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, mean, I know it's
1: been two weeks. Yeah, I guess he's been on tour. So yeah, and I said, you know, R. Kelly's one of them artists. He don't need nobody. He don't need a a a, a warm up act. He don't need nobody. He can just you know come himself and that's the show right there you know what I'm saying so yeah yeah, and and when
3: he sung he sung from the time he hit the stage until he probably took two breaks but they were really only like five minute breaks and he came back he hit the stage he worked security so hard that night because he got down on the floor and started walking around and so the lower level, all the lower seats, were people just sitting in chairs, so they are right there where he was walking at. And when I say security had to work that night, they had to work because <laughs> <laughs> he just walking around, and and they was like, "Oh my God, we can't keep up with this man."
0: Yeah, but I said, I, mean, I
1: guess he, I guess he gave he gave the people what they paid for. I mean, I, I, I heard nothing. now,
3: yeah. now I was not one. That paid that hundred and nothing to sit where I was sitting. I felt oh, so wow. bad for the people. People paid a, upwards of two hundred, maybe three hundred dollars for their ticket.
0: Oh Lord,
3: craziness! Where I was sitting at, and thank goodness for Groupon because I find everything on Groupon.
2: <laughs>
3: I got okay. my ticket. You don't know about Groupon. For... You, 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 you better ask somebody. I got my ticket for fifty dollars, and I was sitting next to a chick that paid one hundred and sixty dollars for hers. Oh, I said you gotta hate when
1: that happens. Hmm. <laughs> right, we just gave them a free plug. I said y'all need to go on here and get get with it, get on Groupon. They, yeah, I'm gonna tell you that you know that's just a side little side plug for them. I said, man, they do. Yeah, Groupon got a little bit of everything. Y'all need to yeah get on there and see what you can find. But you know they said yeah. that um. Yeah, they said Mary J Blige is coming. I think her, her and Maxwell's coming up. I, I got to be, I, I got to be in a place for that. That's in November. I do, I but
3: I can't. I, I need for them tickets to come down. I, I right yeah. now they are ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I heard them tickets are, You 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 probably ain't gonna get the cheapest. You are gonna probably get is close to a hundred.
3: Right. Yeah. Cause and like I said, I know it's going to be a good concert. But then we're looking at this is Indianapolis. It's, yeah, it, it, they so restrictive on concerts, and because I said when I say eleven o'clock hit, Kelly was done. Oh wow, done, like shut it down. Everybody go home. I said this is wow. crazy.
1: I said, well, I know them people that paid all that money. I said, honey, y'all, 11 o'clock, shoot. I said, does, the, what does the ticket come with? Now, I said, y'all, that's when the party just should start. Man, uh-uh. uh know,
3: 11, uh. Thought. Let me tell you something. If I would have paid what some of them folks paid, to only. What was so crazy is that the people that were sitting down on the floor, on the floor seats, eventually, like, I can Kelly, like, called the ladies to come down. They were coming down from the rafters down to the floor. So now not only do you have the people that have paid to be down on the floor, now you got all the chicken heads that
1: that I'm going to get on the floor. All the premium premium chicken heads. Well, I ain't going to say premium because they ain't ain't no premium price. (laughs) Yeah,
3: But, yeah, they done all flooded the floor. I said, R. Kelly don't even know who y'all are, but y'all running up there like he gonna know y'all.
0: Hmm.
3: He pulled about 20 chicks up on the stage. They was taking selfies and dancing and carrying so I said, now, I want to know where them folks went to afterwards. Oh, boy. Well, you know, I know. I, from what I heard, he didn't get that
1: turned up for nothing. I, don't I know, know it went down. Oh yeah, it, yeah, it went down that night. I tell you that
3: because it was a one. It was one uh, time in the concert where he had this shit kind of wiping his face and you know wiping the sweat off of him and da 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 da. And you know he told her to go lower, so she started wiping his chest. He was like, go. He started standing up, kind of making her go lower. So he kind of she got got down, you know, in between him or whatever, and she was still wiping it, and she grabbed him. Ooh. I said, "Well, good night, y'all." <laughs> mm,
2: mm, mm.
3: He said, "Wait a minute, that's an after party." <laughs> I said, I almost, "You almost got your little yankers snatched out." I said, "Be careful what you ask for." I said, huh. "Pulling them all hey, with you, these girls, honey, they would have had okay. him hanging out." And... <laughs> oh.
2: mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it was too much. It was a little much there after a while. But, uh, wow. but for the most part, it was a very good. I was glad I went. Uh, so, uh, what the hell? Uh, so, I was glad that I went and I really enjoyed myself, <laughs> you know, going to that. And then, of course, the following Thursday, I had to get saved because Bishop Noel Ooh. Jones was here. <laughs> How was that? That was good. Okay, let's see how I can put this without offending. So, it's been some years since I have been inside of an apostolic church. So, I haven't really dealt with the apostolic crowd for some time. And so, Mount Zion is a very big church, their sanctuary is a decent size, and they live stream. So,. When they were seating people, they were literally trying to squeeze people in. Oh, wow. Um, in the first, like, I want to say first ten rows of each section, like, the whole back half of the church was pretty much empty because they wanted everybody, like, close to the front. I guess it's that whole TV. Kind of you know. like it was a
1: lot of there or something.
3: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... They um, kind of like, it was hot in there, but they started just kind of cramming people on top of each other, and, you know, some girl's hips is a little bigger than other girls, so, you know, you trying to sit next to a hippie, and you ain't, ain't nobody got no room, and then she, the little usher lady, is steadily trying to put people on your road. Now, we don't save no seats. I said, look here, honey, you put one more person on this road, we gonna have a problem. Because yeah. it's already hot in here, and then you want to stuff more people on a rod, so this ain't going to work. Yeah. But um, for the, like I said, for the most part, the little, the little beginning part of the service, that's a little long for me, and they're on a timer. I've never been to a church where their praise and worship is on a timer. Oh, wow. Like, they have like this big timer clock in the back. And I guess it's like 15 minutes. I don't know. By the time I looked up, it was still like five minutes left, and they were still going. I said, oh, Jesus, I, I can't do. You know, a couple songs of praise and worship, and we good. You know, I don't need mm-hmm. 20 minutes of power. That drives me crazy.
0: <laughs>
3: so, they're kind of on a timer, you know, with their, their little intro service or whatever, and then they finally got to mm-hmm. the floor, and you know, did their little thing, the offering and all that or whatever, and then they finally put Noel Jones on the floor.
0: Uh-huh. He
3: didn't really good. I don't know. He didn't, he didn't, I don't know, he didn't like jazz me this time around when he came.
0: Uh huh.
3: He kind of seemed a little all over the place. He had a text, and I really couldn't even remember what it was, because he did a lot of tell your neighbor high five, and I was like, Lord, this is not a sporting event where I'm supposed to participate. This is not what I want to do. So, um, he had, you know, he spoke, but then it kind of seemed like he kind of just rambled on a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you know how preachers just kind of, you know, they, they take a text and then they just kind of ramble a little and they lose you. So, that's kind of pretty much what I felt like was happening. It was like, his text was good, but then... He just kind of drifted with it.
1: Right. And by that right. time, it's 11 o'clock.
3: And I'm like, yep, I'm sleepy. Because, <laughs> mind you, this is a Thursday night.
1: <laughs> right.
3: Yeah, so people got to go to work wow. in the morning. Yeah, I'm tired. So, um, but, yeah, for the most part, like I said, I think he did a really good job. I wish I could have went to, it was another guy that came Saturday, I want to say. But, um I didn't go back in here because I guess they had some conference uh, for their church assembly or whatever. They had a conference that weekend, so they had different speakers every night. Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't get a chance to see any of that, but for the most part, Noah Jones was was good. It was worth going out to, you know, considering that you didn't have to pay to get in to see him, you know what I'm saying? So it was good.
4: And other
3: than that, that's pretty much been my two weeks.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna jump online. I think C just joined the line. I think she um just notified me that she's only gonna be able to be on for a brief moment tonight. So we're just gonna jump online and go to the lines to C. Um, see are you online?
4: Yes, I am. Hi C. All
3: right, welcome back. It's been,
4: it's
1: been a couple of weeks. Yes. I know. <laughs> There's been so much going on in the city of Indianapolis and just around this nation. I know you I know you you gonna put it out there. You yeah, you you to, <laughs> yeah, I, I know you 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 got a lot to say. Um I don't even know where to start, but I I just I told the people earlier. I don't know if you, you did you see the clips that we put online from reality check three one seven, the, the excerpts yeah. from that.
4: No, I will. Please don't be mad at me. No, I was not able to see that. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry.
1: Yes, but you definitely need to get on there. Everybody needs to get on there because mm-hmm. we, uh, we, I'm telling you, that show that we we, we did three episodes, we're going to probably give y'all some more in the mm-hmm. future. But that show, mm-hmm. we're talking about the download. We're talking about relationships. <laughs> we we just giving it to you raw and uncut. Uh, I remember we, mm-hmm. we had a segment on that show talking about plus size women and just like what you need to do to get yourself to have it. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. And we were just talking mm-hmm. about low self-esteem and all that stuff. So you guys need to get on there. Get on uh, youtube.com slash UCOFW. Uh, definitely check that out. We will be, I'm hoping, I'm going to get what you see because we got to get do some more of them shows because mm-hmm. everybody likes them. Yes. We're cracking up a their <laughs> and I'm yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I, I wish next week I'm going to um, download some of them um, excerpts from the show and I'm going to mm-hmm. play them on the show. So, you know, kind of like a mm-hmm. um, tease, you know, kind of, you know, advertising the show because, yeah, we're talking about some real stuff on there.
2: But I am mm-hmm. just want to <laughs> jump
1: into some things tonight um, with all that's been going on. Did you guys hear about the latest uh, incident of police brutality with uh, I think his name is Terrence Crutcher. He's from Tulsa, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, and he was shot down
5: by. Mm-hmm. And I not I
1: can't even call him a police officer. <laughs> I, I call him. I'm gonna call him a race soldier because that's what mm-hmm. they are. These people are hunting you down, hunting black men down. It, it is hunting season for for black men in this country. And if you if yes. we don't see that there isn't a problem, and we don't. See that we need to get serious Then I don't know what's wrong Because it's Mm -hmm. getting to the point Now where we don't We can't even feel safe In our own communities And like I said it's Mm -hmm. one thing if you're out there Committing crime but if you Are a regular law Abiding citizen and you Get pulled Mm -hmm. over by the cops and you are Black male you better be fearing for Your life Mm -hmm. You better be calling the name of Jesus if you get pulled up because it's getting to the point now we don't know. You you you, you just don't know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So see what, what do you feel about this whole situation? Because I know um I know you don't like <laughs> I, I know you don't like her because about uh Cheryl Underwood, but yeah, she went off on mm-hmm. the view and we got a clip of that. We're gonna play that in a minute. But yeah, I mm-hmm. mean that's just been a lot of outrage because He actually that, made
3: but... me like her for a minute.
1: Yeah. <laughs> See <laughs> so, what do
3: you feel? What
1: do you feel about about the whole situation?
4: Well, I am angry <clears throat> at the fact that you know this this entire thing happened. Um, you know what I'm so sick and tired of is is that people want to always say, "Okay, well the black man uh, had something in his hand, or you know he was doing this or he was doing that." But the fact of the matter is that I'm so angry at the fact that, you know, with with his hands up, it showed that he had absolutely nothing there. But the but but the person that shot him acted out of pure hatred for the African American race, and that's exactly what happened. And <clears throat> what I'm so sick and tired of is, you know, people want to justify the actions of these police officers. There's no justification here. The fact of the matter is is that they are freaking wrong. They they are wrong. And you know, they and what seems to me is that people wanna act like it's permissible. You know what I mean? Like it's okay. Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with it and I'm just gonna say it. People wanna act like the white race is um is top notch and then they wanna act like the African American race is uh, the problem No it is the opposite And I'm sorry to say it but that is how it is Because each time mm-hmm. you see something On the news about <clears throat> An individual getting shot By a cop it is always what I've Seen it is always A white cop shooting A black man or shooting A black woman or whatever the case may be And it needs to stop and I'm so yeah. angry. I, I am really Angered at this, Ooh,
0: and, I this is my, am. and
4: this
1: is my is my thing. See, I am so sick here in the narrative. Every time mm-hmm. that a black man gets shot, well, he shouldn't have been resisting. He shouldn't have been doing this. He shouldn't have been doing that. What about black-on-black mm-hmm. crime? I said, you know what? Exactly. Let's not even get to that because, first of all, that is used <laughs> to diffuse or um, deflect from the real issue at hand because if mm-hmm. we look at the statistics, it's pretty much you have more crime committed by white people than black people. So Mm -hmm. this whole narrative that, you know, what about black-on-black crime? What does black-on-black crime have to do with police officers that are sworn to protect the community shooting us down in cold blood? Because my thing is, how is it, and I'm just talking to somebody, how is it always that – it's so funny how, you know, they can always – uh, tend to apprehend somebody. Like you, you, you look at a lot of white people, like your mass killers, a lot of your mass murderers. They can look apprehend at the guy. these people.
3: They can apprehend. Look at these the guy people. that just got arrested for the bombing in New York or wherever that was. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He walked out on a stretcher. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That would have been a bullet straight between the eyes. Hmm. <laughs> You look Mm -hmm. at the whole roof, look at the whole roof situation.
1: Not Mm -hmm. only did they apprehend him without killing him, they had the nerve to take his ass to Burger King.
5: They was patting him on the
1: back. Good job for killing them niggers. That's pretty much what they said. Uh, Let's just put it out there. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you now, I said, you know, the reason why they ain't taking us serious because all we want to do as a group of people, and I know somebody's gonna get mad at this, but I don't care. All we want to do mm-hmm. is pray, forgive, and march, and sing "Old oh, Ship of Zion," and and and, Thank and, and we want to sing "We Shall Overcome." But the thing is, they overcoming on our race. They overcoming on mm-hmm. us. They shooting us down in cold blood. And all we doing is praying and forgiving. We make them mm-hmm. comfortable. We don't want to talk about these issues. We want to make them comfortable. We want to coon. Mm-hmm. We want to sit up here and go against our own mm-hmm. people. And, 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 mm-hmm. and for what? That's why nobody takes us serious. Because you look at any other group of That's people, right. there will be consequences behind this if they did this to their people. You look at these Muslims, they can say what they want to say about them Muslims, but this would have never happened to them. Mm-hmm. No. You you look at the Muslims. Mm-hmm. You look at any other group in this country. They do not mess with these people because these people realize their worth. They realize their economic worth. They realize who they are as a group of people. And, and there's gonna be consequences. But with black community, there is no consequences, and nobody takes us serious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my, my idea is it's like it's time for us like um uh, to. Yeah, get serious about things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, but and it, that's it's the just thing crazy. is that, and they're coming for us, like, by the boatload. Because look now, the U.S. government has just passed a law saying, it's okay if I walk in, I have locks. If I walk into an interview... And my that my potential employer doesn't like the fact that I have locks and don't want me to work for him because I have locks. He is now bound and protected by the U.S. government mm. to deny me employment. Oh wow! Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that just passed today. Oh Lord!
1: Now now, now 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 what what was again? Miss the first part of that.
3: So. Say I, I put in for a job. I, I put in an application for a job, mm-hmm. and I, you know the employer, the, the potential employer, has no idea what I look like. He may know that I'm African American. He may not know that I'm African American. But when I walk into the interview, and he see he or she sees that I have locks in my hair, they are now protected by the U.S. government to mm-hmm. use that as a reasoning not to hire me.
4: What? Oh
0: wow.
4: Yeah. Okay, so what? So like the locks are gonna be a weapon or something, you know, like I like I don't why why would they do that? That oh my god. And see this is what, is what out, this, is, this is what I'm telling y'all
1: this is this is why I'm telling y'all. Y'all had these people out here with this narrative talking about we don't need to get involved politically, we need to sit things out. This is exactly why
2: mm-hmm. we
1: need to get out here in November and cast off mm-hmm.
0: vote. Uh, That's even right. if
1: you take you the national level this is exactly why things are getting passed like this because we are not leveraging our vote. We are not getting out mm-hmm. here and, and, and researching these standards and we do not know what kind of law they're passing and where they stand on issue like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. my thing is if, if this election has not taught people anything, you better, better get serious because I'm telling you, if you get the wrong person in here, we are doomed as a people. So I'm telling y'all now, this is exactly mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. I said these people mm-hmm. get in here and pass these laws, they're passing laws, and they're trying to find loopholes to where they can discriminate against us. They're trying to find mm-hmm. ways maybe help us here. I just sent it to and, your phone, Seneca. Okay. Let me see. But yeah, um, there's so much going on, and then it don't help that we got people like yeah, did you guys hear about little Wayne doing an interview talking about um, he thinks that racism is pretty much. See and he feels that racism is over because um he has concerts where white people attend and he, he's doing well for himself, but the thing I said they've always came out. They they love being entertained. By us. They like they they like uh, gaming um, or uh, that game. They like they like us. They like to exploit our talent. They like to exploit uh-huh. uh, everything about us. So you think because they're coming to see you at your shows? That, that that racism's over with. That just shows you how ignorant you are. Have you been watching the news? <laughs> Have you been seeing what's going on in the world around you? Hell, you should know. Right. You grew up in New Orleans. You you should see all the degradation and racism and, and, and poverty and everything around you. So how, how you know? How did mm-hmm. you get on uh, an interview cooning out for the you know what That's I'm saying? Right. Like like to me like you pretty much selling your people out for a dollar.
2: Uh-huh. And this
1: is my thing. If if you if you can't speak the truth, don't say nothing at all. Don't get up here and 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 then act like nothing's going on. Because yo yo yo, I, I can't even take him serious anyway. Like you know, look at look at his music, look at his lifestyle. I said, you know, look at the drug. You know, all the the drug usage and everything. Your mind is already warped and messed up. So. We, we, we can't take you serious, but it, it seems like they always want to get somebody that's ignorant, oh. ill-informed, mm-hmm. and someone that doesn't even – that's not intellectual to always speak. They always get that, that ignorant black person out there to, to, to um put that narrative out there, well, you know, black – racism don't exist because the masters done gave me a couple of crumbs off the table and I made a couple of dollars. Things, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying. We, Hello. Are, the
3: people, exactly. we are the
1: only group of people that will get in front of the masses, denounce yep. our own rights. We
2: will, we will
1: get, yeah, you don't
3: see these other races. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, the good thing about, um, about social media now is so there's a guy that owns a body shop out east. It's trending on Facebook, I think now, it may have been just oh. earlier, where he went on a whole tangent about the Fever Girls, the team and, and stuff, taking a mm-hmm. game like, at the game. Mm-hmm. And he went on a whole rant. So mm-hmm. he, Facebook has taken toll on him, said, do not, um, do not use his business for anything. And I'm surprised they ain't tried to burn his building now. Wow. Because <laughs> he went on my a whole thing. night full of tangent about it. So what kind of stuff was he saying? Um, hold on. matter of fact, I can pull it up.
1: Ooh. This is my thing. And while I'm pulling it up, I'm also going to mention this. Like, I am so sick. This, And I put this on Facebook. I put this comment out there. Like I'm so sick of these people. The same people talking about these talking about patriotism. I said these are the same people that will sit by, back and watch
2: mm-hmm. black people
1: discriminate mm-hmm. against kill cold blood. None of them are speaking out against mm-hmm. the injustice of our people, but you talk about patriotism. Mm-hmm. I said you guys that's just another way that they use to deflect from what's really going on. Because really it's an That's embarrassment right. to them, so they have to find any way that they can find, they can find. They have to find, excuse my language, some bullshit talking point to deflect mm-hmm. from what's really going on.
3: Okay, hold so on, this is what he said. Mm-hmm. He said, I love how these N-words are protesting over a cop killing an unarmed quote-unquote black guy, so they decide to destroy the city they live in and then start shooting each other. Yes, please keep killing each other. It will be more peaceful without your kind here. And then it has a black emoji with a gun facing it. Oh.
1: So let me ask you, so what were some of the reactions online?
3: Um, all they did was just screenshot his comment. They didn't... Mm-hmm. I don't even you probably can't even go to his page now. Let well, me see.
1: My thing. You just committed rare suicide. Um and then they these days and times with social media and just put anything out there and try to take it down and think once it's out there it's out there. So pretty much you you don't you the most self apart. But, but I like how mm-hmm. You, you know, you own the body shop. I know pretty much you probably get a lot of business from black people, and that's that's how it is. The people that get the most business from us, the people that 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 uh pull us the most, are the main ones that don't want to uh see us succeed. They don't they don't want mm-hmm. us to have equal rights. See, y'all the main ones taking money from our community. You're the same one mm-hmm. doing this that, and the other, and you act like the white community. It, and it's another thing. They want to act like the white community if I listen to blamers. So I said, you know what? You look at some of the most historically and currently, you look at some of the most heinous crimes. You look at some of the most, and I'm not making this a thing of race because I'm far from racist, but if you're going to point the finger at us, you should be pointing at your own because statistically, most of your your rapists, mass murderers, and killers are white people. You can get on the FBI um, Hello? Mm-hmm. site. And look at these statistical stuff. Mm-hmm. You, you always put this narrative that that you know about black on black crime, <laughs> as if and you you look at white people, they're doing their, their own selves too, you know. And then you want to mm-hmm. always deflect and say that we're killing. I said one thing about it is black people we kill like most of the people if they do kill or they crime is is based off of economic gravity. Mm-hmm. But what they right. kill. They they deal just for the sport of or the fun. So you, you can't say that we're this, that, and the other. you need to look at your own second diminuted uh mm-hmm. self. You see what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. stop pointing the finger at us. I said you wanna always detect and always want to take the blame off of you, but you need to look at That's yourself right.
0: as a people. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm
1: just so sick of this. Like I mean every Mm -hmm. time there's a police killing these these last few it's it's been several now lost count, but how is it that Mm -hmm. you are unarmed and you and you have your hands up like like that guy that that therapist that was doing with that autistic kid and how he had his hands up and he still got shot? And when he he asked the police officer why you shot me,
0: they
3: said, I don't know. What? He asked the police officer, said why did you shoot me? And
0: he oh said the police God.
4: officer responded, I don't know. I don't know. Now you know why he did. He just didn't want to come out and say why he did. So oof. Mm. mm
0: Mm-mm. Well,
1: y'all, I'm gonna play this, this real quick from um from the view and this is Cheryl Underwood going in about the whole police brutality situation and uh, mm-hmm. about this about the Reese killing of Ted crutcher i'm going to play this and we mm-hmm. going call come back and discuss it mhm
2: what do you think it'll take to stop racial
6: profiling well i mean i wish any of us could answer that question right it's this is like a new load to me. It's so disheartening that he didn't have a weapon. He didn't have any drugs. He didn't have any behavior that was alarming. His arms were up. I don't understand. There was like practically six, seven police officers there or something. Why this officer could have interpreted this as a threat is so beyond me. I mean,
0: I don't know. Maybe...
6: Too often there is paid leave. I don't know if it needs to be, you know, prosecuting when someone uses such poor judgment like this. I mean, that's the only thing I can. I think think there are two things to think about, which is first of all, as you said, he was complying. He was tasered. You can't tell from these videos, but what it seems like, and this is allegedly, is that he was actually shot when he was already on the ground, which is really alarming. Um, we also remember a recent case, and I don't have the names, I think it was in Florida, of a guy who was a, a therapist working with a guy with autism. Yeah. Yeah. He's on yes. the ground, yes. on his yes. back with his arms yes. raised, yes. and they shoot him anyway. Yes. And when he asked the cop, why did you shoot me? The cop said, I don't know. Right. So what we have is, look, this is hard to talk about. This is hard stuff to talk about. But we have a legacy of racism in this country. And if we don't start calling it racism, then That's we can't it fight it. That's we right. have to see what it is have to be trained differently if this had been you don't have to train the
7: police not to shoot white people why you got to train them not to shoot Uh, us but daddy i'm saying everything
6: has to be confronted everything has to be confronted because See a high speed. I went to the high-speed chase recently in L.A. with a, with a, a Caucasian woman. She re- went through several counties. She ran into cars. She ran up on the road. When they took her out of the car, they gently removed what looked like a cell phone and gently handcuffed her. If that had been a black man, he would have been face down on the pavement right. without one second of conversation. We have to change. We see each other, and we cannot do that until we say what it is, which is that racism and and fear of black men specifically drives these shootings. We have to change as a nation. Look, well,
7: fundamentally. But I know we got to go to break. But first. You gotta do. You gotta make it a hate crime. You gotta make it, you gotta put people you in jail. When you crime. shoot somebody under the color of authority, you don't you need to lose your job and you need to lose your livelihood and you need to lose your freedom like every other American loses yes. their freedom. Exactly. Consequences. That, that's we need right. Consequences. Need to be consequences, but remember, there are good police are. officers out there. And the ones that are not, they need to go to jail. Yeah. They need to go to jail. And Tell me this, we got the train. Y'all white, y'all drive all the time and do so nothing happen to y'all, and we black. And I'm afraid to drive my damn car, because if they don't know who I am, I could be shot. Until y'all feel that, this ain't never going to stop. Until you all that are not black feelings and stand with us,
0: this is not going to stop. What? We'll be right back.
3: All right, that was all right, that
1: was Sister Cheryl Underwood going in on the view, and rightfully mm-hmm. told because this is my thing, y'all, this is what about. Cause you have a lot you have a lot of people too that will say, "Um, well, not all <laughs> white people are racist, not all white people are bad, but this is my thing. Why aren't the white people that that aren't like that? and they don't think like that, why aren't they standing up? Why aren't they speaking out and being more vocal? Because to me, for you, you being silent is, is no better than the people that are out here perpetrating it. You know that this is not right, and you claim that you're not like that, and you want to separate yourself from it. But none of you guys never have anything to say when these people are out here committing these crimes against our people. But the moment when we try to speak out against it, you guys wanna want, to, want to attack people that want to take take a stand. You know what I'm saying? Like like our brother um Colin Kaepernick, he's been called every name under the sun. They've been trying to come after this brother, come after his money, trying to come after, you know, just the whole mm-hmm. the whole team. But you, you guys wanna come after him and he's peacefully protesting. He's speaking his mind because he he is refusing to uh, be treated like a second third class citizen and he's he's looking mm-hmm. out for himself but you guys want to come after him but what about the people that are killing our people in these streets in cold blood? Mm-hmm. None of you guys have anything to say. Many of you guys have I mean just just silence. But you guys want to always come come for us when we, we want to speak up for ourselves. I said and this is the thing mm-hmm. That's the thing with the black, black community. We are always about everybody else's struggle. We are always about coming to everybody's aid, but ain't nobody coming to our aid. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm yeah. saying? And it's just, we we got to get out this mindset. We got to start, uh, stop giving our money. Giving, like I said on Facebook, stop giving your money. Stop giving your your talent. Stop giving your sexuality. Stop giving your mm-hmm. culture everything. Stop giving it to these people. I said because the thing about it is, that's why they're not taking us serious. Because hey, they getting everything out of us, and we ain't got no bargaining chip. We, we ain't got nothing to put on the table. But you see, that's why every other group is prospering in this country. They coming over here, they establishing themselves because they don't play these games with these people. Because that's going to be consequences. And I'm not saying that we need to go out here and, and, and meet violence with violence, but hey, if you don't want to fight, literally there's other ways you can fight. Fight mm-hmm. economically. You can stop laying up with these people and stop, you know, dealing with these people as long as they're not um they're not respecting you and your culture and giving you your just your basic rights. Then you you you, you mm-hmm. should start giving consequences out, whether it's economically or socially. Like we we have to stop, we have to just stop. Just uh, we we don't have to just start bargaining and realizing our self worth. And like I said, mm-hmm. you know this latest this latest shooting comes from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and historically that was the city where Black Wall Street existed. I don't know if y'all know about Black Wall Street, but that was an independent town where there was a lot of wealthy black people that were um, establishing themselves, and that town was burnt down due to the word of a white woman that said that a black man raped her. So mm-hmm. the whole town was burnt down. It was it was destroyed, and, and it's it's just a shame. So that goes to show you historically what we are dealing with with that that region of the country. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell y'all this and I'm gonna get into this real quick. And I'm not trying to be racist when I'm saying this, but these black men, you better start watching your back because like you see the whole situation with what Chris Brown is going through and what these other people are going through with these white women. And I'm not saying I'm against interracial dating, but these brothers better mm-hmm. corner. I said because these are the same ones that get on social media. Talking about, they don't have mm-hmm. a preference for black women. They don't want nothing to do with black women or dark skinned black women. But you, you flock over to these to these white women that don't give a damn about you, and they're, they're mm-hmm. not fighting for you. They're the same ones that's talking about all lives matter instead of black lives matter. Y'all want to lay up with them,
3: hmm. and then they're the yep, ones. I just I just I just ended a ten year friendship with somebody. You know, because I voiced my opinion about, you know, he done pulled this little white girl in, you know what I'm saying, and she all in her feelings and everything. And every time I would be around, I kind of got this vibe from her like she didn't pretty much care for me to be around. And like I told him, I said, you better get her. Mm -hmm. I said, because... I don't know what she's feeling and what she's thinking. I said, but mm. I ain't heard. I said, and I'll be done cut that B word to the core where mm. her great appearance is going to feel what I'm going to say to her. I said, because i wanna of them type of people just from my experience. And I told him that. I said, this is nothing personal towards her per se. I said, but I'm just going based off of my experience. I said, I don't do the little white chicks dating black dudes because then they slain want to change. Then they want to talk to you. Then they want to hang out with you. Then they want to start touching my hair. My life is a spiritual journey. Don't touch my hair. Don't even come close mm-hmm. to it because I'm subject to slap you in your face. <laughs> I said, so it's a personal thing for me with that. I said because they feel like that they got it in, that they're comfortable, that they can talk to you and hang out with you. No, I'm not your buddy. I'm not your friend. I personally don't care to have a relationship with you. If you're not somebody that I went to school with, that I've built a relationship with, mm-hmm. I don't build relationships with the little white chicks these days. I don't do it. So let
1: me ask y'all this, because this, this leads into another comment. I want y'all opinion on this. Do you think mm-hmm. that a lot of black people have allowed... Because we, we wanna make them comfortable because this is my thing and I'm just gonna keep real with you. I don't have no problems with interracial dating. I don't have no problems with having friends of, you know, other races. But my thing is, if I'm gonna deal with you, you 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 I'm not gonna sugarcoat things for you. If if racism and, 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 and all this stuff that I'm dealing with um, being a black male in this society if it's something that affects me oh you're going to hear about it and we're going to discuss it I'm not going to surround you, make you comfortable you you going <laughs> to because to me my thing is uh-huh. if that's a part of my plight and you care about me then you should feel that with me, you know what I'm saying you 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 should understand uh-huh. that that's something that I'm going through as a black male, I shouldn't have it. make you comfortable you know what I'm saying, for your your low self esteem so, so you can feel comfortable and, 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 and we uh-huh. live in this you know what I'm saying, have this friendship where we... No, I, I can't deal with that. And I think that's the problem with a lot of black people. We want to get around, mm-hmm.
0: and get
1: around white And I'm just going to say this, especially, I'm not talking... I'm just talking specifically about people that deal with a lot of white people. Y'all want to get around them, make them comfortable. You know, if some of them get around white people and throw their own people under the bus. And I... I yes, Lord. Oh, yes. And see, I'm not one of them. And you
4: know, I,
3: I'm not one... That's why I stay away from different social groups and I stay away from people because I don't have a filter. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm not going to censor what I have to say. If I think it, I speak it. Yeah. And I'm one that I am so in tune with my inner self that when I feel foolery and stupidity, I get irritated by it. When I get mm-hmm. irritated then there's no there's no there's no barrier mhm, and everybody gets it, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying everybody's catching it you wanna jump in it you're gonna catch it mm, I don't fall it and Why? i'm not gonna like you 'cause i'm not gonna I'm not gonna rub your booty and make you feel all warm and fuzzy around me I'm not gonna you know what I'm saying. Censor my mm-hmm. words and, and and make them all colorful and pretty and caring on because life ain't colorful and pretty. Life is black and white. Life is real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if I don't keep it real, then I'm not being true to myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now when I now I'm one of them types that now when I'm at work, I, I try to hold back, but sometimes it don't work. Yeah. Because that is my that's my paycheck. You know what I'm saying? So I, I I pull away. I'm one of those types. I won't shuck and jive, but I pull away. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I pull myself out of the mix. That way it can't mm-hmm. be no lines drawn, no confusion, no none of that. And, mm-hmm.
1: and I, and I, and I, I want to hear your opinion on this thing. I've really become selective and started screening people that I deal with. Because you know what? Seeing all mm-hmm. this stuff, want, especially we've been seeing this stuff a lot of this stuff since Trayvon Martin. Like a lot of this stuff in the past mm-hmm. three or four years has really starting to escalate in this society. I've really seen those true colors come out
0: mm-hmm.
1: when a lot of these issues come up in the media. So to me now, I'm screening. I'm screening people, and yes. and when I see Definitely. if you react, if I if I see how you react. When and when these things come into the media, but you, you don't have anything else to say any other time, I'm screaming and I'm cutting people off. Because, to yep. me, you know, there should be no reason. I see you. You I always want to run around talking about patriotism and talking about we all are mm-hmm. Americans and this, that, and the others. But if that's the case, why aren't, like I said earlier, why aren't any of you speaking out on any these You know it's not right any of these injustices that mm-hmm. are going on, none of you are speaking out against it, but you want to get mad at us when we try to speak out and, 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 you know, uh, against this stuff. I, I, I just, I don't have, a, mm-hmm. I, I just got a problem with that, but see, what, what do you feel about all that?
4: Well, <clears throat> I do agree with everything that you just said, because it is very important to um, be selective when it comes to, you know, who you are around and, who you talk to because there are people who will definitely be for you and and there's a lot of people who will definitely be against you. And, you know, um, me personally, you know, like I am a very blunt person too and I do speak my mind and I don't care what people think because a lot of times people want you to be quiet and people don't want you to say things. But then when you start talking and you start speaking your mind about things, that's when the hatred for you comes Mm -hmm. out. But I'm the first person to say that I really don't even care. But one thing I do want to say is, is like I'm going to take it as a black and white thing too. Can hate each other all day long. But when they have one common thing, which is hatred against the black person, honey, they will come Mm -hmm. together Mm they will come together and go against you just to make a point, just to get something done, and then they'll go right on back with hating each other. See, but that that is one thing about white people. They will come together to go against you. And that's why and that's why me personally I am very, very cautious at my job because I don't talk to a lot of white people at my job. Like I just really don't because Mm -hmm. I have seen a lot of things transpire. And one thing about me is that I go to work to work and I don't have time to be trying to be friends with them because they only have one time. They only have one time to say something, one time to get in my face, and one time to act crazy. And you will be seeing me on the news and I ain't got time for the news right now. I really don't. No. But so this mm-hmm. is my thing, too,
1: because mm-hmm. a lot of
4: them, you know what I'm saying,
1: and and then they want to always, because I, I, I had to cut this, and I ain't going to get into it, but I had to cut somebody off, too, because it seems like every time some issues came up, like, in the media about um, police brutality, mm-hmm. and said, you always want to talk to me about what a coon said. Well, yeah, such such said this. It's black on black crime. Such and such said this blah 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 blah, and, and they take mm-hmm. that as the gospel truth. Well, since this black person is saying this, this person that had self-truth for themselves, and it's always the mm-hmm. dark-skinned black man. And you see it even in, with these athletes. Some of these that was coming out against, um, um, Colin Kaepernick and and, and people that are coming out, of, you know, speaking out against. You had these people that always were calling out. It's always. These athletes, the dark skinned ones that have this stuff about themselves, and they don't love themselves to Mm -hmm. who they are and how God made them, they always want to come out and talk. Black people are the problem. Black people are the Mm -hmm. issue. You got white people that eat that stuff up. They run with it and they Mm -hmm. think because these coons say it, it's gospel truth when it's far from it. I said, you know what? Mm-hmm. Every, you look behind every one of them. That says something. They get, they get, they getting some crumbs off the master table. They getting a couple of dollars handed mm-hmm. to them beneath mm-hmm. the table. That's why they get around mm-hmm. and say that foolishness and, and get on in the media and sell their people out and sell themselves out. And and I said, you know what? And and it's and it's sad. And it's sad. Like you know, um, it's like a lot of these and a lot of these white people. They try to use that as a justification. For mm-hmm. uh, not dismantling the system of white supremacy,
0: mhm yes, so yes. I'm, I'm leery of
1: people like that I said you know yo your, your conscience should just tell you a lot of this stuff is not going that's going on it's not it's mm-hmm. even debate or 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 even question if it's right or you know what i'm saying it, it's just sickening, and I don't want to mm-hmm. deal with nobody like that. I don't want to yeah, deal yet. with somebody, yeah. No, because like this me- year,
3: all, all of this mm-hmm. has been going on has exposed people to me. Yeah. Mhm. It is it, and it what's so crazy is that people are being exposed and they don't even know that they're being exposed. Mhm. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They still walking around with what they think is a mask on, but people can see right through them.
0: Because if you mm-hmm. in
3: tune, if you in tune with your circle, you know when your security has been breached.
2: <laughs>
3: Come on. Mm-hmm. You know mm. when the enemy is sitting at your table. Mm-hmm. And for us, the I, I say the spiritual minded people, mm-hmm. we are in tune. When you are in tune. With your God man and your spirit, everything mm-hmm. is exposed to you. Yeah, there's no such yeah. thing that you didn't know. Because yeah. when you're right. in tune with that, it is exposed to you. Mm-hmm. And so that's why that's why I say, you know, that's why I can agree with Seneca because you know we're wondering we're those type of people to where we don't deal with a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
3: you know what
0: I'm saying? We don't
3: deal with it. a lot, yeah, yeah. We will cut people
1: is, off quick. And this is, I don't bother nobody. Let me tell you something, I don't bother nobody. Mm-hmm. I just speak my mind, state to myself. I, and this is another thing you know, these people want to get on your page and tell you how you're supposed to. Do. I don't get on nobody's Ooh, ain't page. ain't that it? Oh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't tell me, yes, what, yeah. I don't bother nobody, so don't bother me. And that's
0: my thing. Mm
3: -hmm. And I used to, um, there's one guy that's on Facebook, um, Terry Baptiste. When I first Mm -hmm. started following him on Facebook, I was kind of rubbed the wrong way by him. But now that everything is kind of going on, I understand him. You know, I always look at Facebook as, you know, hey, you post something, you know, somebody debates with you or whatever. Usually if it's a friendly debate, it's usually never a problem, but like you said, people nowadays got big balls. Like, they come Mm -hmm. on your page and read you the what for about how you Mm -hmm. feel, and you're going, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. that ain't what they're supposed to be. Now, if you disagree and you voice your opinion and say, hey, you know what, I don't necessarily agree and blah, 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 this is why I, I can almost, you know what I'm saying? I can almost debate with you a little bit, but when you come on my page and you like, ah, you stupid for feeling like you don't know
1: what you're talking right. about. You're it like, is, what? It, what? And it's a, lot, about a, a lot of times it's not what you say is how you say it because a lot of people, if you come to me like mm-hmm. you said, well, I'm trying to see why do you see it that way? You know, educate me. Mm-hmm. That's one thing because we can, we can educate each other. Maybe I didn't see it your way you know, see things from your point of view or vice versa. But like you said, mm-hmm. when you have your nerve to come on and blast somebody, and this is my thing, it's the people that don't never have anything else to say about anything you post yeah. any other time. They don't support nothing you do. They don't, you know, they don't have anything else to say on anything else. But when it comes to that, they want to be vocal. When it comes, to, and I've noticed this, even on my page, people that never comment on my subject, because, you know, I'm the type of person, I'm going to be honest with you, even though people don't comment on my stuff, everybody sees my post. Because I've been stopped by people mm-hmm. in the street. Like, you know, people I ain't seen for years, but I run into them, and they say, I be, ooh, I be seeing your stuff on Facebook, blah, blah, blah. So I know people mm-hmm. read my post. My thing is, you don't reply to nothing. You don't support them, but the moment somebody brings up something about injustice or racism, or things of that nature, then you you want to get all in your feelings, and that's when you want to comment and try to go in on somebody. And I don't, I don't play that.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So as I said, it's 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 so this 2016 has been an exposing year for me. Period. People in general, yeah, life right. in general, it has been a year of exposure to me, and it's kind of. It's kind of taking me back, you know, a little bit because, like, I don't like mm. seeing people in the light that they're in now, and it yeah. it, it almost it, it's almost depressing, you know. Mm-hmm. And you you just want to just cut people off, and you just don't want to deal with nobody. You just kind of want to stay in your own little circle and just mm-hmm. not talk to nobody.
0: -hmm. Because
3: you don't realize, like this year, I have realized how ignorant people are.
0: Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't realize it was so much ignorance in the world. And it's like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. just this year, it's like I've been flooded with just pure ignorance to where I'm irritated Mm -hmm. now. Everything irritates me. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I want to say this, y'all.
1: Um, I think that everything has a purpose and a plan. I think that God is taking mm-hmm. our people through certain things and taking us through a lot of this stuff because it's time for us as a people that we, we need a rude awakening. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of us are becoming a, awakened, but I think a lot of us mm-hmm. are still in um, a naive type of mindset. And I think a lot of this stuff is going on. and has wakened us. So I think this generation needed this generation that we're in now needs a rude awakening, and I think that God mm-hmm. is allowing a lot of this stuff to happen because I think we we as a people of this generation has forgotten. Hey, mm-hmm. this is the reality, and I think a lot of the, a lot of us are living in a fantasy world, and we need to get back on back 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 on track. And I think that a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff is We need to get back on track, and I think a lot of us are so out of tune with reality, I think that a lot of stuff is going on because we need to, uh, first of all, get ourselves back together spiritually. We need to uh, get Mm -hmm. focused on our communities. We need to get focused on ourselves. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. And I think, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, God sometimes takes you through things so so you can snap out of your Reality and getting right. in tune with the true reality. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I,
2: I'm yeah,
1: oh yeah. This is the wake up call that we really need. And I and I really think that we, we need to start questioning everybody's motives. Question everybody's motives. We have to. Um mm-hmm. I'm, get, I'm yes. got another call. Um, let's see who this is. 765265. It's Michael? Wait a minute, Let me go to the line. Is This Michael, or is this Kane yes. or Michael? It's Michael. Michael. Yeah. What's going on, Michael? It's been a long day.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I know you've had you're having some you know family issues though. I said we're gonna keep you in your pr- in our prayers and stuff like that. We've just been having a real. Um, we've been having a real just straight straight talk tonight about the issue of. Um, racism in this country and we were just talking about how a lot of this stuff that's happening today is really exposing people for who they are and, and it's waking like, it's it's causing people to wake up to see that even in twenty sixteen we still have a long ways to go in the country. And this is one thing I'll say about Michael. I said he is somebody like I was saying, like you had to question a lot of people Michael is someone that is truly Open minded, he's always been a good friend of mine, and you know, um, you know, and he, he, he's very open minded, and he's always been that type of person to always just um, understand my point of view and where I come from, you know, as a black male. You know, what I'm saying he's always been open to learning and kind of being, and, and that's and that's the thing, if you're gonna have friends of any walk of life or friends, period they should be able to identify with your struggle and sympathize with your struggle. If you're dealing with people in your life that want to um, make it seem like you're the one with the problem, and I don't understand why this, that, and the other, and they don't try to uh, walk in your shoes, then you need to get rid of those people out of your life. Anybody that yep. doesn't... Mm-hmm. Want,
5: Absolutely. You know, and,
1: and, and I just want to just thank you for just being that, that type of person. You know what I'm saying? Because it's 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 really hard to find people that that will not look at things just from their point of view, you know. So it's it's just yeah, it so is. much
5: stuff going on in the news.
1: Yeah, go ahead.
5: It is unfortunate that you know I posted something on Facebook the other day. For those that know me, I don't post very much, but one of the things is people are so quick to listen to reply instead of listen to understand.
3: Wow. Um, yep. Yep. Sounds yeah, sound yep. like what I said. That sounds like what I said. Are you listening to hear, or are you just hearing to listen? Which one is it?
0: Hmm. Yep. Yep.
1: Yes, it's just it's just been going so much going on in in the news, and just a lot of stuff that's just like we were saying. You know, it's really causing people to it's is really exposing people for who they are.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying?
1: Because any person that is just a just a rational minded human being that just that just has compassion for people in general. You will be able to sympathize with people that just want to be treated equal. And that's like, you know, dealing with any
0: struggle. And, and,
1: yeah. and you don't get that nobody you won't now understand that unless you are some type of uh, minority group, you know what I'm saying? If you, if you,
2: mm-hmm.
1: if you don't, if you, if you're not in, you'll never understand where we're coming from. You see what I'm saying? So it, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't yeah, because I, I, I
3: look at it like this. I look at it like this. Like I tell people, you know, no, you'll never understand truly what it is to be an African American and a woman in this society until unless you are that so you'll never understand it just like I will never be able to totally sympathize I can't go to somebody who lost their mother and be like oh I understand what you're going through because I don't you see what I'm saying I, oh, I still have my mother I can empathize, but I cannot, you know what I'm saying, understand yeah. fully. But I can take yeah. that journey with you.
0: Right.
3: And that's yeah. the way I feel like people should be like, no, you'll never understand what I go through on a daily basis. You'll, you'll never get that. You know what I'm saying? But because just, you are not African American and you are not a female. So, no, you will never understand that. You will never fully feel what I feel on a daily You'll never get it. But if you take this journey with me, you'll be able to not necessarily understand it, but be knowledgeable about it.
1: Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And anybody out there that cares about you, a friend, if you're in a relationship with somebody, they will be. they, be, they will be willing to take that journey with you and be able to and, and be willing to fight with you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's just been crazy. I I I got a, a message from JR um on Facebook. He's in Puerto Rico right now. Yeah. And I guess they Yeah, I mean, this is how um they're having some issues. So we'll just um hold off on the the discussion about drug addiction next, because I wanted to really talk about um, that that story that surfaced on Facebook about the the two parents that were found Overdosed from heroin with the, the baby in the car, with the child in the car, and also I right. wanted to tie that into and um they were saying now Nick Gordon, um the one that was uh uh I guess he was he, he was technically like. Bobby Christina's brother But they was in a romantic Type of relationship or something like that But they were saying Now how he is uh, They have the courts have found Him by default legally Responsible for Bobby Christina's Death so I wanted to talk About that to talk about the whole Situation of um, Just 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 the just Devastation of Bobby Christina's Death and how it's just just so eerie that she died in the same manner that her mother did and just, just how sad like she was raised around that environment of drug addiction and how it it, it just took a toll on that whole family. So we're going to talk about that next week. Um, I'm going to probably get with JR and see if, um, a day where we can just do a special on it. I'm probably going to make that a special because I know he has a story about that. So I'm going to get with him Um because I know he just sent me a message on Facebook, so we're going to probably do that in an upcoming episode. But I wanted to touch on, um, before we get off here, I want to do an update on the Bishop Eddie Long situation. And I know you sent me an article cause about um, the, the true T behind what's really going on. And um, I yeah. wanted to talk about that real quick, because um, I guess now there's even been more tea – he exposed saying that not only is he uh, dealing with cancer, but they might they, they were saying how um he is also probably um, in latent stages of um being HIV positive. Like, you know, um uh-huh. he could be HIV positive too. So I'm just you know, I'm just saying we just need to pray for this brother. Like, you know, people can say that he's done this and done that in the in the past but we really need to be praying for him and I I just I, I just really feel bad like I I really feel bad I don't wish that on anybody
0: because yeah, thing, thing about
1: the HIV like untreated HIV it can lead to other um opportunistic infections and um yeah. if I was reading up on it, it can also lead to other cancers as well like can, you can develop cancer from untreated mm-hmm. HIV so well, it's, it's it makes sense
3: now. Yeah, studies uh-huh. studies have shown that the average person that has that is either HIV positive or has full blown AIDS never really dies from the disease.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's, they mm-hmm. die
3: from the complications.
5: Yeah, Yeah, all the, yeah, the right. corners reports or all the death certificates always will list. Say for example, pneumocystis pneumonia, toxoplasmosis, or carcinoma cancer complications of advanced yep. HIV/AIDS. Yeah, yeah. See, and
1: this the thing about it is, when you
5: go untreated, you don't get that
1: under control. That's when all that takes place. Because if you are really on your medication, you can be damn near uh, undetectable and healthy. But Bishop mm-hmm. Eddie Long has been living in denial. And, and, and I'm not trying to say that to be mean, but he, he's been in denial. He's still in denial. And for you to just, you know, and I understand you don't want people to know that, like that you're going to that. I don't you know, that's something that you don't want to share with people. That's not something that you'd be proud of. But if you're not going to be honest with the people, be honest with yourself. And you knew you were out here. Exactly. And, and I'm just going to be honest with you. You down there playing in the devil's playground in ATL. You playing around with them them boys and a lot of them you know, they was probably male prostitutes and they was doing every any and everything in that street and you done got caught up and this is my thing. I I don't know if he's still, I don't think he's still married, but my thing is, it's like, I would be concerned if I was, you know, I don't know if it's his ex-wife or he's still married, but this is my thing. I would be concerned as well. She needs to go get herself tested because there's no telling how long Eddie Long, Bishop Eddie Long, has had that disease because HIV. Because like if it's if it's manifesting in, and, 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 and you know he has cancer now, like there's no telling how long he's been positive. So she needs to go see about her own health. But see, that's, that's
5: I would I just, mm-hmm. just to take an educated guess, I'd be willing to bet that if in fact she really did divorce him, and had the guts to go through with it. I would be willing to bet that she's probably checked or something.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, You're right.
5: They they have they have a
3: team on there's so many people on his payroll, it's ridiculous.
5: Because yeah. I can believe if that if it
3: wasn't if it was not for the dude probably getting in his feelings about Eddie Long probably dissing him or whatever, we would have never known that Eddie Long was tipping.
0: Mm-hmm. Tipping and uh-huh. dipping.
3: Yeah. We wouldn't have <laughs> never known that. But the minute that he decided that, you know what, I ain't going to keep paying you off. Oh, okay. Don't pay me off then. Now we're about to expose you. And that's exactly what the little young boy did.
1: But, you know, that's the same thing that happened to Charlie Sheen, too. Yep. Yeah that's why my thing is you should never put yourself in a situation where somebody's blackmailing you because eventually they're going to drain you for everything you got. And then the tea's going to come out anyway. So you, 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 you really much, you, you, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, like these people, cause they, the same thing happened to him. He got exposed and he, he didn't want to pay them people off no more. So they just came out, Against them, and he he pretty much told him, "I'm y'all not paying. I'm not paying y'all off no more. Y'all just gonna have to expose me." And that's why he that's why that whole story came out. been probably about a year ago where he just came out to the media and told everybody. Yeah,
3: that that's when he five. called. He called that loud and he was like, "I want to do an interview." the yeah. the reason why he wanted to do an interview was because he was about to be exposed.
5: Mm-hmm. Called damage control.
3: Yep. <laughs> so that's what I said. You know. But like I said, there's there's no way in the world because there's so many preachers that have probably locked in whoever it is they tipping with yeah. at the Eddie Longest campus because you know he wasn't the only one. You know he was passing them boys around. Yeah, I'm, this, and but I'm this i gonna tell you, you this. Know, tell me, Michael, you can go back and you, you, you can test. Them.
1: You, you, we—I've even said this on the show, and Michael. You, you've heard me say this. In Atlanta, I think it's—it's it's a community. I think it's an underground community of freaks that preach, preach that freaks down there. And I'm telling you now, he was passing them boys around. And, I, and I'm not saying this is the the truth, but I'm just saying I'm not going to say no names because you know he's dealing with down there. You know you know the mega churches down there You know the preachers down there So I'm not going to even say no names But I guarantee you That them boys are getting passed around To all them mega Pastors down there Because a lot of them And I'm not going to say no names for of them was taken for Bishop Eddie Long The whole scandal When that scandal broke And telling them people Them people in that church That they need to go back and support them, And they need to get out of his church Because he don't want them there Y'all need to go back and support him. So my thing is, they are all in cahoots with each other. They probably all, it's an underground network and community of freaks, pretty much.
0: Yep.
5: Yeah.
1: And I, I don't put nothing past them. I, I said, you know, we know that Atlanta, is, it's, it's a big, a high prostitution ring. It's a high prostitution market. I said, you know, that's kind of like the gay black mecca of the United States.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you you can get some of everything and everybody in Atlanta. Anything that you want, anything you want to get into, actually, or anything that you want in general, you it's 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 going down, down there. So to me, you know, like I said, Bishop Eddie Long, he, I said, you, oh God, ain't no telling what he done got wrapped up in down there.
5: Well, you and I, I think I was looking at some photos one day. when It was back when the whole thing first busted open. And all these people's pictures were on the news about supposedly accusers of his and stuff. And there were different pictures of these various people in the church. And you just took one look at them and, you know, I'm a gay man, so I can say this. <laughs> you took one look at them and you went, uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, if, I said, who you? if you're in the gay community, you know what you're looking at. <laughs> but you know, I don't even.
1: Come on now, Stevie Wonder could have seen that that them boys was queens.
3: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and and that's my thing is that you know, like we we got some that's running around here in the city, you know, that's that's putting on the facade, but we all know. Because yeah. Seneca, you know the church folks talk. Oh and yeah, if you get right. little, if you get a little beside yourself and act like you ain't been tipping, they will put you out on Front of the Street. And
0: it will they? Sure
1: will. And,
3: and yeah, you know, that's they what will, they about. will straight pull you and tell you, please don't act funny now. Because we know what she was doing last week. Very, that's what gets well, last me so night.
5: much about this. That's what gets me so much about it is because, you know, Seneca's right. There's got to be an underground network because you know – and this is one of my problems that I have with a lot of the organized religion thing is the people – beware of the people that sit in the front row because mm-hmm. they're the ones that's up there going, hallelujah, hallelujah. And, but then soon the service is over, they're pointing at you going, do you hear about her? Do you hear about him?
0: You know about
5: it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> beware of the people. I'll even extend it. Beware of those who sit in the front two rows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watch out. And how these but people I have to know. I've
3: always, said, I've always said, though, yeah, it's a lot of gossip in the church. Sometimes it's true. Sometimes it ain't. But ninety percent of the time if somebody's speaking on it there's some facts in there somewhere.
5: Oh yeah. And that's true. That's you know, even the worst rumor usually has at least a seed of truth in it somewhere. Yep. But what gets me is it's like how is all how are all of these people and when Seneca and I talked about this a lot, you know, when this first incident blew up with him, you know, that at least the front two rows of this church know what the hell's going on. They knew what was going on, oh. and the parents probably did. I would not believe that, yeah. Because, Those like, house, house, how, how, do one they, of uh-huh. how are they, you know, how is it that they they know, you know, they know, but still they're going up there and, oh, no, you, you go on back to, yes, Pastor, we believe you. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> That's why my, you know, like my kids
3: participate in, you know, some events at church or whatever. But I'm seeing a lot more. And I don't know, Seneca, if you've noticed this or not, but there's some pastors around the church that always has somebody's son with them. and
0: uh-huh.
3: I'm, just, I'm uncomfortable with that. You know, because I feel like this. Parents are not necessarily, they're unknowingly, I I think in the beginning, they're unknowingly setting their children up for the fall. But then there comes a point in time where you start to realize that, yeah, that relationship's a little too close. Not saying that it's all the time, but a good percentage of the time, You know what I'm saying And it's like They're like Oh that's pastor That's bishop so and so And that's pastor so and so And oh he's such a great guy And oh he takes the boys here And he takes the boys there And he does this And he does that I'm I'm gonna limit Some of your exposure to mine
0: Yeah
5: (laughs) And you know I can see I could legitimately see Where some parents Could possibly get confused by it Yeah Because You know, at first, you know, every parent would love to see their child get wrapped up in something that's healthy. And, you know, they're getting wrapped up in church. They're all about church. You know, the kid's all in this, and they have a pastor that's really mentoring this child a lot and taking care. Well, good, you know, and I could see where a parent would say, well, that's great. I am happy for them, you know. That is great. He's in a good environment. He's taking part in something that's healthy and spiritual and enlightening. That's great. And then, like you said, everybody else is standing there going, um, you know. No! Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> don't see what we see, so you might want to take another look at this. <laughs> yeah, then you all shop uh, in the when your child's so messed up 20 years later? Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder if some of these parents was getting paid off too and he
5: Bishop long was paying their rent and paying up some stuff for There's them no too. Way. Well, tell me this, and I think you are absolutely right. Because think about this. Then people that you and I seen on the stuff on the videos or the chats or whatever it was we we looked at several different outlets. Mm-hmm. And these queens are they looking all sharp and dressed really nice? And so are their family. Yeah. Now, it is a mega church, so maybe maybe all of them got money. Maybe
0: they do. Mm, but after yeah.
5: a lot of these people got exposed or come out and exposed themselves for what they were, they didn't probably come across those means on their own. Yeah. So I think you are absolutely right that not only was he taking care of them, but he was probably taking care of the parents, too, because if he takes care of the parents, too, they ain't going to think nothing of it.
1: Uh-huh.
5: Yeah. But yeah, they'll put
1: cool. that in sacrificing their own child, children. You remember and, and you remember this, Michael? And y'all you remember we talked about that with the whole Michael Jackson situation, and I ain't really want to yeah. go there, but that's probably why them parents yeah. felt comfortable letting their kids go with Michael Jackson because – he he was he was pretty much probably because when you get the parent, this is my thing. You make the parents comfortable, then that's half of the battle right there.
3: Yep, that's more than half the battle. Shoot. Uh-huh. Mm
0: mm-hmm.
3: You know, if you that no that lets you know because if you don't work on the parent, that means that parent doesn't work on the child. So your goal is being fought on both ends without you really not even really trying.
5: Exactly mm-hmm. and then exactly what Seneca Says 20 years later you wonder why Your kids messed up yeah. You
3: know what I'm saying As I, said, I, don't, I, don't, I don't play that game And so you know because uh-huh. I look at it like this Now if that was If a scandal like that would have broke In a small little Storefront Baptist church on Martin Luther King
0: Ooh, They would have politely
3: brought that pastor right on out of there Which they did before Walked him right on out of there And dared him to come back into that sanctuary But this man Has been exposed Multiple times By multiple people And he was able to After a few months of Going into recluse Walk back up Before the people And Ain't nothing you got to say to me sir Unless you coming back to say, you know what, I was wrong. I admit I was wrong and I need the people to forgive me and I'm gonna sit my tail right back down. hmm Followed
0: by right. the
5: aspect of you are diddling kids, get the fuck out. <laughs> what? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, people don't people don't see that. That's
3: why I feel like, you know, any form of child molestation is wrong. I, I get that. Any form of it is wrong. These like these teachers and stuff. hmm uh-huh.
0: like, Yeah. Y-
3: y'all not gonna tell me the environment is made comfortable for this stuff to happen. My God, I was in school. It was like so teachers that I had my own. <laughs> you know what mm. I'm saying? Dan mm-hmm. wouldn't get even think that it was okay to cross the line. I and even if tried cool. to make a, make a move on me, it would probably make me so sick, I'd probably throw up. But these kids, yeah. these teachers are sleeping with each other for a month at a time. Month at a time.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: My daughter has a cell phone. I'm checking her stuff like every couple of days. You don't know I mean to tell me that a grown-up was texting your child multiple times day in, day out for a month?
1: Yeah, that, I don't that. Something right about that. I
5: don't know, though, because kids, and here's something I've noticed, and I don't know how it works for sure today, but I've read yeah. that in those situations, they don't put like, said teacher, well, (laughs) I guess I do have a little bit of an insider knowledge to this, given my employment status, but (laughs) um, they will usually put said adult in their phone under a different name Mm
0: -hmm.
5: and pass that off as one of their peers at school.
3: I'm nosy. yeah, that, and that's, that's my
1: I like thing. Them. Even the contact the contact of the text, how they got to say. I just think that that will speak on. But then a lot of these teams, a lot of these kids, know programs where they can hide them text, and and, mm-hmm. and they ain't they ain't necessarily chatting on um, text messages, They can get on that kick, or they can get on that yeah. um, Snapchat and everything else. Oh, my goodness, can after.
5: we have a show? Can we have a show just about those about two apps alone? Yeah. You know, that would be, actually be a really good show to talk about some of these spoofing type of apps that are out there so spouses and parents could be aware of it. That could be a good show. Because
3: yeah. I don't know how many times, this is me being transparent, but this I don't know how many times, I have to have a conversation with my 15-year-old about just because you accept a friend request from Tommy who says he's 15 and lives in California and he sends you a picture of him does not mean that that is actually a 15-year-old boy named Tommy that lives in California. It's a Mm 65-year-old man sitting in his recliner in a robe and tube socks.
5: With lotion oh. in oh. <laughs> and And you know, yeah, the scarier version of that. And the sad part is, I can tell you personally from my job, I've seen it happen more times than I care to count. Said female, it's typically a female, but not always. It's not, not always that. been a female. in general gets a friend request, and they accept it. And the person says that it's another kid their age, maybe an a nearby school or something and then it turns out that it's a 40 year old man or woman obviously much older older than enough to be their parent and you know <laughs> ends up talking into meeting them and then bad things happen so mm-hmm. yeah i'm that is a you, very that, like, thing.
4: i'm
3: just like i don't get like I don't know how many different ways I can say that people are setting these kids. Because these kids, I'm gonna just put it out there, just flat out. Let's be real. These kids are dumb. Mm-hmm. These kids are what? flat out dumb. They don't have the street sense God gave them. <laughs> They might be book smart, yeah. They got A's and B's, and they're in band, and they're in track, and they're doing all of this stuff. But they are dumb.
1: Well, a lot of them just think they're grown.
3: A lot and, of them yeah. think that they are grown, but they're so grown that they're stupid. <laughs> like I tell mine all the time, you know, not really, you know, serious about it. But I tell her all the time, I say, you're so damn slow to where you'll walk into your own kidnapping and not even know that you're being kidnapped.
5: <laughs> yep And you know Maybe dependent on the child And I realize it's different for every child But you know I'm even going to go as far as to say Maybe it's not the fact that they're dumb It's just the fact that they're young and naive Yeah Plain old stupid <laughs> 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 Okay We'll go with that Let's just
3: call, let's just call a spade a spade They're just plain old stupid
5: <laughs> I like her
3: <laughs> They just flat out stupid You look at these kids and go And I look at mine and I tell people all the time And I will be trying to be funny with it But I tell people all the time I said when I was pregnant with my kids I didn't drink and I did not do A damn drug known to man I didn't do any of that Because I wanted my child to have a chance I said but I don't know I said I think it's something in the Simulac And the milk and the for- I don't know <laughs> <laughs> These kids are coming out Dumber than crack babies oh. <laughs> they look
0: dumb And I just look at them and go Y'all ain't gonna make it <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I said You
3: see
1: how cool How of tough reality they are They don't have no sense of uh, identity They don't have any sense of cult- Culture or anything else They don't know anything if they don't and, have anything to do and, with.
3: And what, what's really scary is that they don't have
5: a fear.
1: Yeah. I think they're
0: invincible. They yeah. Have.
5: Now I'm going to assume that you're one of those parents that you have really tried to teach your kids to have some worldly sense. Oh yeah. I can tell that <laughs> I can tell this just by talking to you that you know you're not the type of sugar to sugarcoat. You know you're going to tell them. So I then don't... that that makes me wonder that maybe you really are onto something here. Of what's wrong with the kids? Is it the way yeah. that they are being socialized outside of the home network, or
0: is it, it, it something that school?
5: Because... Because the outside environment has
3: given them the security to feel like, oh, your parents shouldn't do this with you, or your parents shouldn't say that to you, or or that's not the way. No, let me tell you something. I say nice, colorful swear words to my kids because I want you to know that people are not going to talk to you nicely. People are not going to be kind to you. People are not going to rub your booty and make you feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. It's a real cool world out there. They're going to tell you to fuck off. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: It's reality. So let's just face it now because you will never become an adult and say, oh, my mom didn't tell me
5: about this. Oh, I told you everything. And that's good. That's good. But in in a degree, that is very good because, you know, they need to go in to this world with, you know, let's just, I call call it with a sense of street smarts. Some people may call it a sense of the world. I'd like to call it a sense of street smarts.
3: I have a thing thing around my house where my kids are not allowed to say it's not fair. We don't say that around around here. Well, that's not fair. Well, get suck it up, Buttercup.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I like her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause this
3: here ain't frozen. This here ain't nice little fairy tale world.
0: Oh, if you oh, think oh, that extra Hunt. scoop
3: of ice cream is not fair, you' got to be in for a rude awakening when you get into real life. <laughs> I like, can real real with you. You know, I just I I don't I don't I'm not I'm not catering to what's going on out there in the world. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't care that Jordan is coming out with retro number 65 again. I could care less.
1: If that's the problem, a lot and see you right, because I'm going to tell you, because. A lot of people create these demons. They create these demons with their kids. I said that you got a lot of these parents. They feel like they got to be their child's friend, by the and they got to compensate for them not being the parents. They is. so they try to give they they child material things. they try to keep them. Up. But the thing about it is now, because I got a friend now. She she's a goddaughter to to this girl. uh well, with well, the girl that we went to high school with, she's a uh got her 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 daughter's godmother and she's and her mother has like really um created a demon with her because now she's she's fifteen years old she's always trying to she calls everybody up always asking for money because now the mother she she's gotten got into a position now to where she can't keep up with the Joneses no more you know what I'm saying this girl got older mm-hmm. and now the girl's spoiled so she 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 don't have no type of she, she not She's not appreciative for anything. And now you done created this demon to where this girl looks at life where everybody owes her something, and she don't say thank you. It's the only time she hears, she talks to her to, to anybody is when she wants something, and that is a horrible way to raise your child. Yep.
4: Like
3: mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm I'm at this phase now with mine. You know, she, she's at this stage to where you know she's 15 and she's killing herself. So. When she do not do what she's supposed to do, you know what I'm saying? Now she's mad because her brother, you know, saved his little change to get snack Friday, you know, to buy something for snacks to take to school on Friday. But you spent all yours and then you expect for me because you just done what you wanted to all week long. And now that Thursdays come around, you look at me talking about, Mama, you buying me a snack? Uh uh. Uh uh. (laughs) No. No. Because remember that time when you just rolled your eyes and you kind of huffed and you kind of walked off, but I I let you still breathe? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's think on that. <laughs>
3: Let's think on that. Money. So, you know, I, I don't, you know, and that's what I said. These kids nowadays, and it's hard. It is yeah. so hard, you know, mm-hmm. being a mother, you know, being, especially being a single mother. And
0: mm-hmm. you know me,
3: I work my tail off.
0: You know, mm-hmm. and
3: I'm making sure that my job doesn't interfere with what my kids want to do. You know, as far as activity-wise, my job don't never come first. I tell them in a minute, look here, with mine need me? I don't know what y'all going to do. <laughs> I catch y'all on the flip side. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I try to be that active parent whatever. Because I tell my all the time, I say, honey, I can let you go to foster care and, and let you see what's on the other side.
0: Mm-hmm. Ain't
3: real cute. Ain't real cute over there. Because they don't have <laughs> to take care of you. They don't have yeah. to like you. As <laughs> long as that check mm. gets deposited on whatever day it's supposed to be deposited, congratulations, you're here for another 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I mean, that's just the real cold, hard truth about it all. And so, like you said, you know, these kids have been have been trained, and it's so crazy is that. I think that when we were in school, I think the teachers maybe hinted at some things that, you know, oh, your parents aren't supposed to do this. If they do that, you're supposed to tell somebody or, you know, X,
5: Y, and Z. But we were too afraid.
3: That if, it... Ma'am,
5: if you don't mind me asking, can I ask how old you are? I am 37. I will be 38 next year. Okay. I just turned 38 this past Sunday, so mm-hmm. I kind of was thinking that you were about in my age range. and about yeah, thought that you was pretty close to my age. I, I thought that, so I was just curious. I had it pegged about right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and I was like, it's like these kids, and what I do every year with my kids when they go into another grade and they meet a new teacher or whatever, I establish the rules with the teachers whatever your rules is for the classroom, that's great. But I'm going to tell you my rules when it comes down to that one. I don't care what time of day it is. My cell phone is in my pocket or close to me at all times. I said, and I had to tell one teacher, my kids would rather sacrifice their life at that moment than for you to call me. (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah. and the teacher
3: looked at me I said I'm so serious I said my children will fall on the sword to keep you from calling me because they know I don't play that
0: mm-hmm. I said
3: don't don't soft shoe talk to my children now don't holler at them either now there's boundaries
0: <laughs>
3: but don't soft shoe them either don't be like oh so-and-so so do this and do that. Uh-uh. uh uh-uh. No, don't do that. I tell people in, in my household, this here is a dictatorship.
0: <laughs> this is not a democracy.
3: Children are terrorists. <laughs> you don't negotiate with the little demon seeds.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: that's the problem now, and that's the problem now. A lot of these parents don't have that rapport with them teachers. You can't tell my child nothing. You, you dare not say nothing, to my child. Blah 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 hundred, and that's the problem. And they don't have. I want I them type you of parents. they want to yeah. go to the school I, when somebody but but you don't come up there for parent teacher night. You don't want to go and, and get involved and know what your child's assignments are or where they at um, mm-hmm. academically. But you worry when somebody say something to your child. Yeah.
3: You, you wanna you wanna pop off. No. Yeah. Pop off and when ba- little Billy done ran around the classroom thirteen times and won't sit down. Definitely pop off. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I, I I'm one of them type of people. I've never been one of those type of parents that be like, Oh my child would never. Yes the hell they would. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: I don't put nothing past the little crumb snatches because I feel like this when they outside my eyesight, if they feel like they can get away with it, they will try it. But then when they realize that death is now breathing on their neck, they are now reevaluating their life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I like her.
3: <laughs>
0: you know, so you were you were they,
5: born seventy eight, then right? Seventy nine. Oh, 79 Okay, all right. Mm-hmm.
3: I got you. Yeah. So you know, my my they they know. I don't I don't play them kind of games. I don't mind. You know, my daughter's fifteen and she will still get her butt toe off into. And she going <laughs> to kill twenty nine people. As far as I'm concerned, I really don't care.
0: I don't have tell folks
3: me. tell me, you shouldn't whoop your child. Uh, okay, on what
5: day? <laughs> See, you, I love, love the Medea movies because <laughs> it reminds me so much of how I was raised. I was raised by my grandmother, and grandma was old school. Don't get me wrong. She was the most loving, compassionate, caring woman I have ever known in my entire life. But you didn't jack around with her. (laughs) Mm -mm. No, we just didn't didn't do that, man. We we didn't do that. You know, we we just did not not do that. (laughs) You jacked around with her. You was going to get it. And it wasn't going to be pretty. She might have been older, but she would still mess you up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's what I
3: said. That, like I said, that should be a, a show just alone. Like what, like these kids that are doing these killings and stuff out here. Yeah, we, we, we stuff
1: that we need to get come, come, Yeah, we need to get some stuff lined up because yeah, this these topics are what's relevant now because you know, mm-hmm. like I said. The whole thing with the with the new age, you know, with all this new technology, and now, like you said, it's it's just a really it's, it, it's a huge generational divide between the parents and the kids now, and so it's you know we it's, definitely need. What's to be so
3: crazy though it. it's, it's really not you really can't even call it a, what we had was a generational divide
0: mm-hmm. because yeah.
3: there was at least twenty years, thirty years between. A parent and child. Mm-hmm. Now it's everybody mm-hmm. trying to figure it out.
5: Yeah, you're right about that. Mm-hmm. All at and the I same time. I was from that. My mother, I was born in 78, and my mother had me in 78 out of wedlock, which still for the times of Indiana in 1978 was pretty controversial. Mm-hmm. And then raised by my grandmother, who was 40 when I was born. So I could have technically been a late child for her, and yeah, it it, it, it exactly like you say. That's I've tried to look at history because I really believe that history usually tries to repeat itself, and I've always seen you can find uh, historical documents. I think it's from Plato. You know, here's Plato, hundreds of years ago. I don't even know exactly how many, but maybe even a thousand plus talking about how kids are disrespectful, they don't have respect for authority, they don't respect their parents, they da you can see it in biblical stuff. And it's like, okay, well kids are still this way today. And I always think, okay, well maybe it's just a thing that happens as as the generation as time rolls on, maybe that's a constant. But then it's like you say, there's stuff that's definitely different. Somehow it's different than when you and I grew up, mm-hmm. you know, because, because there's some I said different that, twist
3: to it. The age is different. Nobody actually grew up. And even in our time, when my mother had me, she was 17, I still had uh-huh. a grandmother that was mid-50s, early 60s. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So I had a, still had an older family member that was there to raise me, Mm-hmm. These kids nowadays you got a sixteen year old that has a baby. She has a baby. Well her mother's only so she yeah. had you know what I'm saying, she's thirty, her daughter's sixteen and now she's got a baby, and then the great grandmother's like forty five. Nobody <laughs> has matured.
1: You and you, you know what? That yeah. that name that that's not far from the truth. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah. There's sorry, no Charlie. such thing. There's no such things as big mamas
0: anymore. You know what I'm saying? They're pretty hard. Even great grandmama at the
3: live, you know what I'm saying? Even great grandmama turning up at live on Thursday night.
1: You know what? I ain't about to deal with you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Everybody
3: all in the club together.
1: So who's teaching <laughs> who? Honey, I, I know, I know some grandmothers honey keep their hair done. They, they, honey, they still, uh, honey, shit, they, honey, they, they, they rocking, they walking rockin in them stilettos and rocking them stilettos and better than some of these old twenty year old something, honey. Uh-huh. that was, that was, uh,
0: girl.
5: Mm-mm. <laughs> no. mm look at that twenty year old say, "Sit the hell down, honey. I'll show you how to do this." I'm <laughs> telling you, boy.
3: It was crazy, because like I said, you know, look at that, and I'm going, there's no way in the world. Shoot, I was 22 when I had my daughter, and my mother still looked at me and was like, I ain't nobody's grandmother. I said, oh, okay. My mother said, I ain't even reached 45 yet. I said, wait a minute. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was doing something, you know. It's so crazy is that when I go and
5: I look on my Facebook and I look at my friends that I graduated with, they're grandmothers now. Are you serious? Yeah. Yes. That, that's true because I I tell you what, when I went to my 10-year high school reunion, so that put me approximately 28, I looked around and I seen a bunch of the kids I graduated high school with. I'm like, man, y'all look older than hell. And some of them already bad. had 10,
1: some. I, I'm gonna tell you now. I went, um, uh, it's been about five years since I've been to mine.
0: Um, uh, coming Ooh. up on
1: five, I yeah, it's some of them had kids about the like 11, 12, like they had them like right not, mm-hmm. not 12, but like they was like 10 or 11. I read, it. like they, I mean, it was just crazy, yeah,
3: yeah. because. That's the way that's the way it happened. Like I didn't know half the girls in my graduating class were pregnant. So they mm-hmm. now have they now have 16 and 17 year old daughters
5: yep. who are now having babies. I said y'all are crazy. Yep. And you and me both know that you know if people would have had kids, let's say they were 18 when they gave birth to them. You and me are at the age now where that kids 18. Looking at college choices, or they're having kids of their own, and people our age are grandparents now. Yeah, I had
3: one of my. I had a girl that, that her name was right close to mine, so we 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 was in the graduating class right there together. And she posted it was a couple years ago. Oh, I'm about to be a grandmother. I said, Oh, what? I said, You about to be what? I said you older than me by like six months, and you about to be a grandmother. And you okay with that? No, sir.
0: Mm-mm.
3: No, sir. I cannot participate in that. But yeah, I like said we, we. Like you said, we we gonna have to network with each other, and we gonna have to pull up some notes and stuff because yeah. we gotta have a generational show where it's just straight about this generation and what we have because we are all of that age to where we are so far out of the loop with these kids like I feel like every day I'm having to figure something else out Yeah, and I'm like if my parents had to go through what I have to go through with all this technology and stuff they probably would have bashed my head in for everything it was worth
5: Now, here's a question. Do you think, when you and I were growing up, do you think there were ways of communication that our parents were completely so foreign to that they didn't understand?
3: I would say pagers may have been the biggest plight.
5: Okay. Mm-hmm. I barely I had one for just a couple of, I had one for about two or three years before I had a cell phone. <laughs> because where I grew up at we
3: didn't have cell phones. Like our parents wasn't buying us cell phones. It just was not yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. If we was able to go up on sixteenth Street and get a little twenty dollar pager and yeah. pay ten dollars a month for Yeah. That's about as good as you got.
5: Yep, because when I didn't have a cell phone when I was in college, I went to college halfway across the state from my family, and I got a little pager. Like you said, about nine bucks a month, I think, is what it was, and that way, if they needed to get a hold of me, they could, and I'd find yep. a way somehow to get a hold of them back. <laughs> but I know, yeah, right? I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So
3: you know, I think like pagers may have been the 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 thing where, you know, parents couldn't control who were paging your kids and you didn't recognize a number or they figured out these kids were smart enough. We were smart enough to figure out how to type in code words. I was say, who took the time out to figure out that
5: 403 man host?
3: You know, who, who spent that so <laughs> yeah, much time to figure that out?
5: Look at all the acronyms they come up with for texting nowadays. Oh <laughs> well, my there's God. A will, there's a way.
3: <laughs> so you know, it was like so. I think pagers may have been because you know, back in the day, we didn't have call waiting. That's if, true. If you was on the phone and your parents called and they couldn't get through, somebody else was in the grinder.
5: Mm-hmm. And you, <laughs> knew you was you where phone. I come from if you had caller ID. <laughs>
3: Yeah, then we eventually got a call ID, but the thing was, was call waiting. My mother was like, I'm not getting call waiting. You ain't got no business on the phone.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. She was yep. like, you ain't got no
3: business on the phone, so therefore, if I call, you should answer.
5: And I know, when, if you're the same age as me, I know when we was real little, like, say, 10, there's no such thing as a cell phone. Ain't nobody able to afford one of those. Yeah. You just done what the hell you had to do and you know, you left home, you did what you had to do and you had a home phone. When you got back, you got back. If you was lucky, uh, you, you had got a, people now they
1: can't, uh, tel- they can't keep their hands off of help. They can't keep their hands off the cell phone, they can't tell I don't even think it's yeah. rare for people to even talk. I think we the last generation that still call each other up and talk. I don't think that these young people talk on the phone. They don't talk And, you, and I am
3: yeah, I, I have become yeah. victim of that because I am not a big, I mean, outside of the show because it's something interesting and it's something that I like to talk about, but outside of that, I will tell people in a minute, please don't call my phone.
1: Yeah. Because nowadays people, people call... That's like, a handful of people I've talked to on the phone.
3: Yeah, because nowadays now people call you and they still hit you with the what you doing. <laughs> I was uh-huh. doing absolutely nothing and I was okay with that. What do you want? <laughs> yeah so like now i will shoot him a text in a heartbeat be like hey, because you know hey blah blah blah, this is what's going on i'll see you later all right good and we good
5: funny Mm -hmm. observation that i just had today about texting and phones today i had to go with my grandfather to the hospital he was having some chest pain which is why i was late getting on the show but uh My grandmother, we're sitting there kind of killing time, waiting for the doctor to come talk to us. And my grandmother turned around, and they both have cell phones now. Her and Grandpa, they both got a cell. Now, it's just a flip phone because they're older. They're up there in years. So it's just a flip phone. But Grandma was sitting there, and she was laughing. She was shaking her head. I said, what are you laughing at? She said, this lady just come in on a stretcher from the ambulance. I'm like, yeah, I've seen that. She said, she is got a neck brace on and a back brace and one arm in a sling. I'm like, yeah, i seen that. She said, but her other hand is sitting there trying to text. (laughs) (laughs) And I was cracking up. I was like, yeah, well, you know, sometimes when you can't talk, text message what you get. She said, you know what I had done with text messages? I said, yes, Grandma, I know. She had them blocked. When they set up their cell phone account, they put a block on it from text messages. You want them? You call them. It's like the good old days. You want to talk? You got something you want to say? You call them. <laughs> and I, it just, it cracked me up. Like she was, you know, 80 years old and she's still sitting there. She's picking up on this, and I'm thinking it's hilarious. <laughs> but she's right. We could sit there and have two broken legs and two broken arms and a broken neck, but as long as we can text, we'll be all right.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause I'm telling you, I've to the point to where you know, like I said I've, I've I've fallen victim to the technology thing. Cause when I get like five minutes of downtime at work, I'm on this phone. Mhm. And my boss will come through there. She said, "What are you doing now?" I said, "Nothing. I'm just scrolling." Just- yeah.
5: This is one thing I didn't, you know, normally I can sympathize with my grandparents and say, you know, yeah, you're right, I get it. But this is one thing I agree with you. I'm going to side with my generation on this is, you know, for those of us that's actually in the working world and out there actively today, the text is a pretty damn handy thing to have.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah, and like I said, so and the cars don't homework. the cars don't help you none because then you can send a text message, to you ain't even gotta touch your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you got to make sure you then you got to make sure the number is programmed in your phone. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> somebody asked me the other day, they said, "What's so so-and-so, on, so and so's number?" I said, "Shit, I don't know." It's yeah. my phone. I don't
5: to know when we was growing. Yeah, when we was you growing up, we knew numbers. everybody's phone number. We knew our friends' phone number. We knew our parents, our grandparents, our great grandparents. We knew their phone numbers by heart. Nowadays, I bet you I'm doing really good if I know 20 phone numbers, and that's just because I dial a lot of numbers from work.
0: Yeah.
3: Yes, yeah, so I said. I said this will be an interesting show talking about the generations and the differences between. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like. Now I feel like my parents. You know I mean? Uh-huh. I yep. find myself sounding like my parents. I'll be like, Oh God, it's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I am becoming yep. them. <laughs> but yeah,
5: so but was the, the good part is, of that is fun. The good part of that is though. You sit there, and it's funny—you never truly learn how to appreciate your parents until you get older.
3: I'm then you, you,
5: say, I, then you say to yourself, "Damn, now I know what they meant."
3: <laughs> I'm telling you, I—I I have never—I was never a trouble kid. I got in trouble like once. And that was because I was like six months from turning 18 and I was going to do what I wanted to. And my mother said, you're still in my house, so you're going to do what I tell you to do.
0: <laughs>
3: and um, she told me, she said, you need to come on back home. I said, okay, I'll be there. She said, if you don't come home, I'm filing you a I'm runaway. Said, yeah, they ain't going to do nothing. I'm about to be 18 in a few months. They ain't going to do nothing. So I came back when I got ready to. But when I pulled up back to the house, <laughs> nice little police car was sitting there waiting for me.
0: <laughs> my had to
3: tail right on up and took me to juvenile. I said, I ain't about nothing. Hmm. But yeah, like I said, I never got in trouble. I got in trouble after I got grown. But still, it really wasn't nothing for you know nothing major, nothing like that or whatever. But it's like it's just <clears> crazy, you know. I look at my friends. Some of my friends have been locked up or in some type of trouble multiple times and. All this, that, the third. I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. Shoot, even down to some of our relatives, shoot, you look at them, you go, how did y'all make it through life?
1: I said, that ain't no type of, that ain't, that ain't a
0: cute look. I, I just, mm-mm.
3: I mean, that's what I said. Look, the one time, the, the one time I got locked up, baby, let me tell you, I cried for everything it was worth. <laughs> I cried, honey. That lady looked at me and said, this is your first time down here. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, okay, we're going to make this as quick as possible for you. She said, because you look like you're about to have a full-out anxiety attack. I said, I am. <laughs> she went to hand me the little lunch thing. She said, here's something to eat. I said, uh-uh, I don't want nothing to eat. I'm not laying down. I'm going to sit up in this hmm. chair. I ain't going to sleep. Y'all going to get me up out of here.
1: I know that's right.
3: I said, no, sir. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm too cute to be off in here.
0: <laughs>
3: huh? I said, I don't stand a chance. I said, no, sir.
1: Now, I don't think <laughs> no I, I, make a career. I don't know how people get caught up in that life. You must be real on some hard times and hard luck if you, you intentionally out doing stuff to get locked up in that jail. Uh
3: uh-uh. uh. I didn't get ready to go back. I don't like riding past there, let alone going in there. That's why. That's why I got a few relatives right now to this day that will forever be mad at me because they be like, "You don't come and visit, you damn right."
0: Because
3: I really don't have no reason to go in there. You chose to go in there. I didn't. I ain't going.
1: And they say that Marion <laughs> County lockup. That's uh, that's people said they, they were in, in prison.
3: They say county was first in prison.
5: And uh, I can tell you that yes, it is. I have had heard numerous testimony that I know people that would rather go to RDC and Plainfield and deal with that any given day than Marion County Lockup.
3: I was like, "Wow!" Yeah,
0: I said, no, no in, "But well, they, said,
3: they said Lockup is horrible." But that one time that I was down there, I mean, thank goodness it wasn't a lot of people down there when I went. You know, when I went, I guess I was in the processing room or where I don't know where the hell I was, but I was somewhere. And they were like, it wasn't a lot of people, so I was glad of that. But just to pull out, just be, no, I can't do it. I ain't got
1: no freedom.
3: You don't know if I'm crawling on you or something. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. No. No sir, I said I ain't, wow. ain't no way in the world. But
1: yeah, mm-hmm.
3: so we gonna get together, y'all. We gotta, we gotta make, okay. a, we gotta make. Yeah, a, a, a good, yeah and good. I gotta
1: get with Jr. and see when we gonna do that show about the, you know, drug. I wanna really get on that. Um, and yeah, then because, next, next time we gonna get on this the, Empire because Boo Boo Kitty, honey, she 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 was doing the most.
3: How do they start the show off with Rhonda falling off the cliff off the? Balcony.
1: Wow. <laughs> you know, I kind of forgot for a minute somebody got pushed out the cup because they they didn't start off with that, and then something hits the door on the car. I didn't think nothing about it. I said, "Uh oh." But baby, but you know, I'm gonna tell you something that bothered me about that show because I think, and I I like Empire, but Lee Daniels be cooning sometime I think because he I didn't I did like the, how he had Rhonda's ghost come back talking about he you know playing into that. Helpless black male that's dependent upon the white female. Come you you can't do nothing without me. You would be nothing but a stug. With, with you know what I'm saying? That's kind of. I just didn't. That just kind of. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah. He he's yeah. going. He's he's veering from where he started. Yeah. With the show, it's a lot of the. I, I, he's trying to please the people. And yeah. he's losing on both ends because yeah. you remember last season, it was all about the son being gay and his lifestyle. And you know what I'm saying? It wasn't about the music. That was all last season. You know, every yeah. time you turned around, his son was kissing some other boy, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever. It was just so sexualized. So people didn't care for that. Well, then they cut that part out. Now they got him, you know, focusing on his music. But then, like you said, now we're going into the whole interracial thing where she feels like she's had the upper hand. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. he's, I don't know. You just don't know mm-hmm. which way he's going to go with it. And <clears> so with <throat> that being the first episode, I'm really hoping that he's not going to harp on that relationship. You Ooh, know, love, I don't
5: know, but I'm just taking a guess shot in the dark, if that was just the first episode, I'm betting that he's just searching for all kinds of different vantage points and all kinds of different storylines. Yeah, yeah. Because They like got that. a whole season in front of them. They got a whole season to drag out of probably 23 episodes to drag out. But They, they got out. a lot
1: of storylines that they, a lot of loose ends that haven't been tied up yet. Yeah,
3: mm. because you still got, you still got uh, how can you, no, uh, The daughter that wasn't, I think that she wasn't his daughter, he found out that she wasn't. So you still got that storyline. You still got Hakeem and his storyline. You know, now he done got drunk and passed out on another girl's couch. You know, so you kind of got all that going on. then you get to figure out how Exhibit plays into, I did not get Birdman being there, but like I posted on this. Like I posted on your thing, coins is coins, I guess,
5: honey. When you need a coin, you need it. Yeah. I wish Uh, I had cable to follow this show. No, it's on regular TV. It is? Well, you can tell. The only thing I (laughs) – I live in southern Indiana, and I I don't have – I have a TV antenna, but it gets like two channels. So I've always had the standpoint of as long as I got the internet, I'm happy. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. I, I'm a poor yeah. I don't make that much in my job, so yeah. But I <laughs> wish the hell I could follow that.
3: I do not. I
5: refuse. Comcast can
3: jump off the nearest cliff. AT and T too, because I'm not paying all yeah. that. Because I don't be at home. I'm paying no, two hundred fire
1: sticks though. hmm
3: That's what I want to do. And I got a buddy of mine that sells them, so I told him, I said, just give me a minute. You know what I'm saying? I'll get everybody one, but then that just means I just have to pay for internet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yep, so, all right, child, I'm about to call it tonight. Oh, cause yeah, it's 5 yep. o'clock. In here before after I know after
0: it.
1: 12 o'clock. Okay, thank you for this. coming on, and, um, <laughs> We'll do this again next Thursday. If I do with J I must see if we can do a, a special with him sooner. But yeah, we'll get get it going and popping next week.
3: All right, then I will talk to you guys next week. All right. All right bye.
0: Bye. Good night.